Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about my journey of scratch-made food and positive energy, trying to make the world better one dish at a time. If this is your first time here, welcome. It is so wonderful to have you here, and I really, really hope that you'll take something good away from this experience. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. It's so wonderful to have you back here with me today. Today on the show, I'm going to talk about baby key lime pie. Just these beautiful little key lime pies. I made them on stream. Make sure you're following me over on Twitch. Head down to the show notes and you can click that link. Follow me over on Twitch so you're notified whenever I go live because I'm cooking live every Thursday. I got to use phyllo dough for the first time. I've never actually used phyllo dough and we'd had it in our freezer for 18 months. It was uh, ridiculous and it needed to be used. It needed to be done. And I'm really, really glad that I got the opportunity to use it because I kind of learned some things about it and I kind of learned what it does and doesn't work for. I'll also talk about a little flatbread kind of thing that I made and how uh, it, it didn't work for the flatbread thing. It just didn't work. I'm so, so thrilled that you're here and I really, really hope that you're doing well and you're doing amazing wherever you are, whenever you are. I know the world, especially as of recording this, March 2022 is just in a state. It's in a state. So I think the most important thing that we need to do now more than ever is just take a few moments to be good and be kind to ourselves and be good and be kind to others. Love others. Just be good to other people. Stop hating. Stop punching down at other people. Stop finding an excuse to attack other people. So, so, so much of it happens every single day. Just stop. Just walk away. Put the phone down. Put the keyboard down. Walk away from the computer. Walk away from whoever it is that's breaking you down, that's hurting you. Choose better. Choose to be better. Choose to be positive. Choose to live a better life. It all begins with us. Take a look at the plate that is your day in front of you. This is something I've talked a lot about on the show in the past, and I've talked a lot about uh, how much I overload my plate. I talk about how much work I have to do constantly. All of the minutiae, all of the things that I have to do. 
take a look at it in front of you. Life moves so fast, I feel like sometimes we forget to slow down and just enjoy a quiet moment. How do you find those quiet moments? How do you relax? How do you find a way to breathe? Is it exercise? Is it playing a game? Just turning on a show and just letting the world kind of drift away. How do you find that quiet in here? How do you find a way to quiet the storm that's constantly raging in your mind? I struggle with that a lot. I struggle a lot with unloading the plate, putting it off until tomorrow, saying, no, Nick, you don't need to do all of this right now. No, you can take a moment for yourself because what often happens is I put one thing and then another thing and then another thing and another thing and I've stacked up so, so much stuff. And then I look at the workload. I see it before me, even if I'm just seeing it in my mind's eye and I just freeze. I freeze and then I just break. And I feel like I can't do anything that I'm never going to get it done. And the whole thing is just going to completely and totally break me. It won't break you if you don't let it. Find a time, find a way to put it all off. What are you sacrificing because of that plate? Because of all the stuff that's sitting on it, all the stresses, all the worries, everything that you're agonizing over in your mind. What are you missing? What are you putting off? So I think something I struggle a lot with and something I'm constantly conscious of is trying to find ways to just let it go. Just let it go and to just breathe. My mind, and we often joke here, myself and Rebecca will joke that my brain's a lazy Susan. Things spin around in there, and then uh, eventually it'll come back around to the thing I was doing 10 minutes ago, and all of a sudden it'll pop back in there, and I'll continue on the thought thread like I never stopped it before. But that's because my mind is moving so fast, I'm constantly jumping from one thing to another so fast, I don't even take the time to breathe or slow down in the middle. And I need to. Food's like that for me. Being in the kitchen's like that for me. Because when I'm in the kitchen, that's how I let it all go. That's how I find those moments. To quiet the world. To just let it all fall by the wayside. And food for me is like... I'm, I'm in that plate, the plate of food that I'm making. 
whatever it is that my mind has been agonizing over, whatever things I've been overthinking about, whatever I've been stressing about, whatever I've been so worried about, it all falls away when I think about food, when I think about cooking food, when I think about eating food, it all disappears. Today I made macrons for the first time ever. And I'd never tasted these before. I'd never made them before. I did a chocolate buttercream frosting in the middle. And they didn't turn out perfect. Number one, they're way too big. They're supposed to be like half the size of these things. Also, mine, uh, I'm holding this up if you're watching the video. This kind of looks like an egg. (laughs) It's kind of ovular and not really a little kind of like, supposed to look kind of like, I think of like the size of like like a 50 cent piece or something. And, you know, I, I definitely need more work in, in kind of all the techniques. But God, making them today, I'm, that's where my brain was. My brain was right here. All the things I have to do, like do work for live stream, find a new job, get a new car, finish my taxes get more content recorded for the show, get more things edited for the show and for the patrons, plan recipes, plan the next stream. Make sure you're tuning into the streams Thursdays on Twitch. There's so much constantly running around in my brain all the time. And then I'm constantly just thinking about my relationships, my friendships, the people in my life. Am I giving them enough of me? I want to pour so much positivity out of myself. That's why I do it in these videos and these podcasts, because I just want to make somebody's life a little better somehow, some way. One way I just want so much to just make the lives of the people around me better. And I feel like I'm so focused on that. And I feel like I'm so focused on doing all these different things that I just forget. Unless I'm in the kitchen, unless I'm cooking, unless I'm just breathing and just making food. Connecting that piece of me to other people. Giving a piece of myself to somebody else on a plate, on a dish. I feel like I forget about that. I came across this story of a young woman named Holly who died at 27, at 27 from cancer, when she had passed, she had left behind uh, some life advice, a post. And I'd like to share it now if I could, and I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. So that way anybody that, that would like to take a look at it can. And it's something that I've kind of constantly tried to think about and kind of constantly tried to remind myself of after my friend Jake died, who was even younger than this when he died of cancer. My friend John, who died from a heart attack at 39. Life is so short. So we have to find a way to stop stressing and freaking out and worrying and being so concerned with all of these things that we constantly, constantly are bombarding ourselves with. Because at the end of the day, is it going to matter? 
at the end of the day, did you just do something to make the lives of others better? Did you just let go and give a piece of yourself out there to the world to try to make the world a better and more beautiful place? That's all that matters in the end. That's really, really all that matters in the end is just doing something, finding some way to make the world better. So I'd like to read this post for you now. It's a strange thing to realize and accept your mortality at 26 years young. It's just one of those things you ignore. The days tick by and you just expect they'll keep on coming until the unexpected happens. I always imagine myself growing old, wrinkled, and gray, most likely caused by the beautiful family, lots of kitties, I planned on building with the love of my life. I want that so bad it hurts. That's the thing about life. It is fragile, precious, and unpredictable, and each day is a gift, not a given right. I'm 27 now. I don't want to go. I love my life. I am happy. I owe that to my loved ones, but the control is out of my hands. I haven't started this note before I die so that death is feared. I like the fact that we are mostly ignorant to its inevitability, except when I want to talk about it and it's treated like a taboo topic that'll never happen to any of us. It's been a bit tough. I just want people to stop worrying so much about the small, meaningless stresses in life and try to remember that we all have the same fate after it all. So do what you can to make your time feel worthy and great. Those times you are whining about ridiculous things, something I have noticed so much these past few months. Just think about someone who is really facing a problem. Be grateful for your minor issue and get over it. It's okay to acknowledge that something is annoying but try not to carry on about it and negatively affect other people's days. Once you do that, get out there and take a big freaking breath of that fresh Aussie air deep in your lungs. Look at how blue the sky is and how green the trees are. It is so beautiful. Think how lucky you are to be able to do just that. Breathe. You might have got caught in bad traffic today or had a bad sleep because your beautiful babies kept you awake or your hairdresser cut your hair too short. You knew fake nails might have got a chip. Your boobs are too small. Or you have cellulite on your ass and your belly is wobbling. Let all that go. I swear you will not be thinking of those things when it is your turn to go. It is all so insignificant when you look at life as a whole. I'm watching my body waste away right now before my eyes with nothing I can do about it. And all I wish for now is that I could have just one more birthday or Christmas with my family. Or just one more day with my partner and dog. Just one more. I hear people complaining about how terrible work is or about how hard it is to exercise. Be grateful you're physically able to. Work and exercise may seem like such trivial things until your body doesn't allow you to do either of them. 
appreciate your good health and functioning body, even if it isn't your ideal size. Look after it and embrace how amazing it is. Move it and nourish it with fresh food. Don't obsess over it. And I know I do that a lot. Remember, there are more aspects to good health than the physical body. Work just as hard on finding your mental, emotional, and spiritual happiness, too. That way you might realize just how insignificant and unimportant having the stupidly portrayed perfect social media body really is. While on this topic, delete any account that pops up on your newsfeed that gives you any sense of feeling about yourself. Friend or not. And I really love this phrase that she wrote here. This is one of the biggest things I took away from this, but be ruthless for your own well-being. And that, I think, is so powerful. And she continues, be grateful for each day you don't have pain and even the days where you are unwell with man flu, a sore back or a sprained ankle, whine less people and help each other more. Give, give, give. It's true that you gain more happiness doing things for other than doing them for yourself. I wish I did this more. Use your money on experiences. Or at least don't miss out on experiences because you spent all your money on material Put in the effort to do that day trip to the beach you keep putting off. Dip your feet in the water and dig your toes in the sand. Wet your face with salt water. Get amongst nature. Try just enjoying and being in moments rather than capturing them through the screen of your phone. Life isn't meant to be lived through a screen, nor is it about getting the perfect photo. Enjoy the bloody moment, people. Stop trying to capture it for everyone else. Get up early sometimes and listen to the birds while you watch the beautiful colors the sun makes as it rises. Listen to music. Really listen. Music is therapy. Old is best. Cuddle your dog. Far out, I will miss that. Talk to your friends. Put your phone down. Are they doing okay? Travel if it's your de desire. Don't if it's not. Work to live. Don't live to work. Seriously, do what makes your heart feel happy. Eat the cake. Zero guilt. Say no to things you don't really want to do. Don't feel pressure to do what other people might think is a fulfilling life. You might want a mediocre life, and that is so okay. Tell your loved ones you love them every time you get the chance and love them with everything you have. Remember, if something is making you miserable, you do have the power to change it. In work or love or whatever it may be, have the guts to change. You don't know how much time you've got on this earth, so don't waste it being miserable. I know that is said all the time, but it couldn't be more true. 
Anyway, that's just this one young gal's life advice. Take it or leave it. I don't mind. Till we meet again. And I just wanted to read that whole thing because so much of it is about living your life to the fullest. Not wasting your days stressing and worrying so much about everything that you've got stacked up on that plate. Every stressor that you've got built up on that plate. Do what you can. Make the difference that you can. Get what you can done. And then take those moments for yourself when you can truly connect to your soul and you can truly make a connection out there to other people to give something so good of yourself to the world. To make a positive difference, to build up other people, to love other people. For me, it's food. This is how I connect to people. This is how I give a piece of myself to other people through food. How do you make that connection to other people? Where do you fit into that? What is your connection to other people? You never, ever, ever know what's going to happen. If you were done tomorrow, if you checked out tomorrow, if tomorrow was it, can you count up all the things? Can you accumulate all the things that you've done in your life and say, I have lived a good life. I have lived a great life. Or can you do more to make your life better and to make the lives of those around you better? To go outside and just... Take a deep breath. Smell the fresh air. Fresh cut grass. Rain in the springtime. Go out there and take a walk and feel the ground underneath your feet. The way that it shapes underfoot. How nature changes around you from season to season. How different the world looks and yet how same the world looks. Don't obsess or be so concerned that you have to achieve a certain thing. I do it all the time. I want to get to 250. And I will get to 250. And I'm so hard on myself. I'm so in here all the time about getting there, about being there. But I don't need to be. Because I'm going to get there. Slow and sure and steady. And just making the choices, making the sacrifices that I need to make. I will get there. I will make it. But there's no sense in pushing myself harder than I need to. Work for live stream will get done. I will find that job. I will get that car. I will get those taxes done. I will get all the little minutia, all the little bits and pieces that make up my day that I stress and fret so much over. Are they more important than calling a friend? 
or messaging a friend and just saying, hey, I am so grateful for you. You make such an important difference in my life just by being part of it. Thank you so much for believing in me. Thank you so much for being a part of my life. Nothing's better than that. Take the time every single day to make sure that people know how grateful you are for them. Even if you don't talk to them every day, even if you don't talk to them every week or every month, or maybe you haven't talked to them in a couple of years, maybe now is the time. Don't wait until it's too late to do the things that you always wanted to do, to have the life that you've always wanted to have. I know it's scary. And I know that a lot of times in life we're conditioned and we're beaten back to be afraid that you can't succeed, that you won't do this thing. But don't be afraid. Keep going forward. Be ruthless for your well-being. Love other people. Believe in the best of the world. Do something every day to make such a good, positive difference in the world. And never, ever, ever give up on you. We're going to run over into a break for a little promo for the live stream for The Cure. And then when we come back, I want to talk to you guys about baby key lime pies. And a lot of changes that I would definitely make to the recipe and kind of my... uh successes and failures with Philo Dough. It was an interesting stream, and I'm really, really excited to kind of share the ups and downs of it with you. Don't go away. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so, so much for hanging out with me today. I really, really, really do appreciate it. And if you want to help me reach more people with the messages of positivity and all of this amazing scratch-made food, leave a review, a five-star review, wherever you're listening to this, whatever podcatcher, be it Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podchaser, Spotify, even wherever you're listening to this, it would mean the entire world to me. Thank you so, so much. For taking some of your day and spending it with me. So as I said, we had Philo Dough in the freezer for about 18 months and I just needed inspiration for the stream. I needed to figure out what I was going to make and I saw it in the freezer and I said, you know what? It's time to use this Philo Dough. 
you'd had it because uh, we were going to make baked brie. And I was like, usually you do puff pastry for that. And way back in the very early days of this show, I did homemade puff pastry for baked brie. That was when this phyllo dough was purchased. <laughs> That's in the early, early episodes back in season one of the show. So we just had this for so long and I'm just like, I've got to find a way to use this thing. So I decided to do two different recipes on the stream. Now, the first of them was this kind of uh, th this phyllo uh, like flatbread thing. And it had this lemon ricotta blend with like fresh basil and like all these herbs and stuff. And like, that was a good blend and everything. Uh, the link for that will be down in the show notes. It was a recipe from the spruce eats and uh, it's supposed to like normally use heirloom tomatoes. I, for some reason decided to use cherry tomatoes, which have a much, much, much more profound flavor. In fact, it completely overwhelmed the ricotta, the cause ricotta basil lemon. It was, everything was very, very subtle. Uh, so I completely, completely derped with the cherry tomatoes and completely overwhelmed the entire thing. <laughs> so just keep that in mind if you ever make that recipe. Uh, stick to a milder tomato, something that isn't going to kind of overwhelm everything. I will say, however, uh, the phyllo, completely not the correct vehicle for it. It's so messy. It's so greasy because you're brushing this garlic olive oil blend in between every layer it's so greasy and it's so oily when you're picking it up. It, it's just, it, it's, it's just a mess. Like I, it's not the right vehicle for it, but like the, the, the topping and everything was fantastic. But kind of the main star of the show that I made was these little key lime pies. And I used some of the phyllo dough and I made my own little pie cups. Now, when I put the recipe in the show notes for this, when I put the whole breakdown down there, it is going to include what I did with the phyllo dough. However, I'm going to not recommend using phyllo dough for this. Although the phyllo dough, it did really, really work well as a little mini dessert cup and it was beautiful and flaky. It was really, really good. But I think this works better if you stick more along the lines of a traditional key lime pie. I made a graham cracker crumble for this that I completely forgot to use in it. But then this past week, I made some homemade lemon curd and I kind of built these beautiful little lemon meringue pies and these little tiny silicone baking cups, just these perfect little portions. It was basically like uh, like two tablespoons of lemon curd, like a little bit of graham cracker crumble and then a homemade meringue and baked them. It was perfect. It was beautiful, although I did put too much finishing salt in the graham cracker crumble. So definitely had more of a saltiness than I needed it to, but it was still pretty good. It was still pretty good. But if you do want to do the phyllo cups, uh, they did, like I said, they did work really, really, really well. But Rebecca is such a huge fan of key lime stuff. I love key lime stuff, but I've never, ever made anything with key limes. Let me tell you, if you are like me, six, four with giant hands, Juicing key limes is super fun. <laughs> they are tiny, very tiny. They're like large grapes. Okay, they're probably a bit bigger than a grape, but they are way smaller than like a normal lime or anything. Juicing them is really, really, really tough. And I kind of did a lot of recipe research for this. So when you check it out in the show notes, you're going to see things like heavy cream and cream cheese in this. And I kind of wanted to add a little bit more depth of flavor to this. I wanted it to be a little bit more robust. 
What I would honestly do is add more lime zest to this recipe. When you see it in the show notes, it's going to have lime zest as well as key lime zest in this. And that's because the key lime zest, like it just, I mean, you just don't get a lot of it, first of all. But then like, I think normal lime zest is going to have more of that kind of lime flavor. This needed a little bit sharper of a citrus and a lime flavor to it. But otherwise, the creaminess was perfect. The meringue on the top turned out perfect. And like I said, those phyllo cups were absolutely wonderful. Everything about the whole dessert kind of came together beautifully. And I love it when I find inspiration like that. I love it when it's just something that was in the freezer for 18 months. Granted, I probably, I hope anyway, that all of my streams aren't inspired by really old things hanging out in the freezer. <laughs> Although I do still have pumpkin pie filling in there from September of last year. So that's 18 months old too. But I did just make pies with it this this past Thanksgiving, and uh, they still turned out absolutely amazing. It's it's just homemade pumpkin puree. It's pretty wine, but I really probably should use that sometime really soon. <laughs> Stay tuned for a future stream when I'll probably make homemade pumpkin something. And one thing I really, really want to emphasize, too, is when you're doing a graham cracker crumble or if you do this with the graham cracker crust, don't be afraid. Like in the in the in the show notes, you're going to see like a lot of different little spices in here. Get some spices into this thing. A lot of graham cracker crumble recipes is like uh, graham crackers and butter. No, 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 no. Like I said, I did add too much finishing salt to it, but I think like a couple little sprinkles perfect i should have added the finishing salt before i baked it i added it after so that's kind of probably why it was a little bit more potent as well but basically yeah you just spread this thin on a, a baking tray and just throw it together but yeah get some flavors in there get some warming spices in there don't be afraid to really kind of add more flavor in here and get some good graham crackers too i got like those kodiak ones that have extra protein in them really really flavorful i just got the uh the honey ones I didn't want to get ones that were cinnamon because I kind of wanted to control the cinnamon flavor of it. I didn't want it to be based on the graham cracker. But those would work perfectly well at the bottom of a little dessert cup. One thing I really I really had a very, very hard time because I just used a normal muffin pan for this, but I didn't grease the muffin tins. I really, really think I should have, but I kind of was looking at like a couple different recipes that used like pre-prepared little frozen phyllo tart crusts, like basically like muffin size, like little phyllo cups. And none of those recipes said anything about greasing the pan either. Uh, but I had a heck of a time getting these things out. I had to basically take a spoon and kind of dig in around the rim. So keep that in mind if you make it with phyllo dough as well. You don't necessarily want to like deal with that. So maybe a little bit of butter on the inside of that because you're buttering in between every layer of the phyllo dough as well. So maybe make sure, you know, to do that. This was such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful little experiment, though. I could not believe how well these turned out. And I really, really can't wait to just kind of continue experimenting with more things like this in the kitchen, making more things like macaroons. Or macrons. I just I just crunched my macron. I just broke the shell a little bit and put that back down. I love getting into the kitchen and I love experimenting because when I succeed, it's wonderful. And if I don't succeed, I can at least look at it and I can examine it and I can say, Nick, well, it didn't work out all that well, did it? It's like that that like tomato ricotta thing. I'm sorry, but Philo is just not the right vehicle for it. It's so oily and greasy when you pick it up. 
But that's going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I hope that you've had an absolutely amazing time. And I hope that wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, that you be kind to yourself. Take a moment, go outside, breathe the fresh air, and live. Put the stress away. Whatever you're struggling with, put it away. And find a way to just make a positive difference in the world. I want to thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Nikolai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Well, thank you so much to Chris, M, and Sam. And a special shout out to my VIP patrons, Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash Kitchen.